Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. You know, I don't, I'm not mean to vent, and I know that uh, we shouldn't use the podcast to vent, but I'm going to vent a little bit. So, uh, Is this about me? No, not about okay, you. Just, just, you know, there are just certain things that, that irritate me, and occasionally I just have to cut loose. I mean, I, try, <laughs> I hold it back for several podcasts in a row, and then it just kind of bubbles out. You so know, is this kind of your version of the Earl Pitts thing? Is yeah, it, maybe you know, a little bit. Makes yeah, me sick. yeah, maybe, something like that. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm Roger Fields. I'm here with Jeff. And I'm Jeff Fields. Yeah, let me, let me introduce myself. Go ahead. You don't have to introduce right. himself. Let's, let's start that part over. You say, I'm Roger Fields. I'm Roger Fields. And I'm Jeff Fields. See, that sounds good and smooth when we do it that way. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't smooth before. Anyway, it's all free. Now, listeners supported. We are free-range believers. Recovering pastors with no, I like to say no known history of scandal, but <laughs> mom always says, don't say that. It sounds like there's something out there that you don't. Okay, well, with no history of scandal. And uh, we're just uh, the Fields Brothers, your friendly hyper grace heretics. So sorry if I say that. Yeah. yeah anyway, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, hyper is in the Greek. You know, yep. the, the grace is hooper is the Greek word. We'll throw some Greek out there already here in the first minute and a half of the podcast. So, yep. grace you know, is hyper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I sometimes I've divided life into micro and macro. Okay, macro the big picture. I, I know macro's big, micro's little. There you go. So, and who said you weren't technologically advanced? <laughs> now, so in, in the macro, the gospel has everything. You know, God loves us forever. We're forgiven forever. We're secure. We have a father creator who's with us all the time. We're in Christ. I mean, there's all kinds of things. Now, the micro, the fact of the matter is we still do live in this world. Mm-hmm. And there are little things that are irritations. I mean, you can still get a flat tire. You can be a born-again believer in Christ and get a flat tire. Prayed up and everything. Prayed up and everything. You can, get, you can still get sick. I don't know if even even if see. you tithe, you can. You can still, even if you tithe. You can, somebody can betray you. You can, um, you know, you still have to solve problems. One of the things that irritates me the most, I'm, I know I'm a little bit accomplishment-oriented. I like to get things done. And, you know, and one thing that irritates the daylight out of me is when I have a problem with my vehicle. You get up, but what you know irritates me even more than that is when my vehicle's running fine, and I get this message on the dash that says that maintenance is required. See the dealer, and I'm thinking, why? Oh, everything's fine. There's I don't hear any clunking noises. Um, you know, and then I get a text from Toyota. You get a text from the yes, I get a text. text. I get a text saying I need to come and stop in, and then I'm taking. Of course, I'm driving. I can't. So then I can't find out what's. Why? Why do I have to stop my day? It will only take a couple of hours. Well, a couple of hours is a big deal. So anyway. Well, I got one the other day. And then day. the other thing, one other thing about this. <laughs> when you do go in there, this is also irritates me. You go in there, you, in, in any car place, you're sitting there. What do they have in there? They have car magazines, like the muscle cars. It's yeah. like they assume because you're there, you must <laughs> like cars. You must like these muscle cars. Like you're there just for yeah. the fun of it. Yeah. You know? I'm not there because I like cars. I'm there because you called me in here or I got a clunky noise in my in my truck. It's like going to the doctor's office and you're sitting there and you got these pharmaceutical magazines. Well, you must really like medical and health stuff because you're at the doctor. No, I got a cough. Yeah. And I was coming in to get something for my cough. And I just not like I like to read all your pharmaceutical magazines. Anyway, all right, I'm done well our van just on the car thing our you know pops up every now and then you know due for an oil change and i know that i just changed the oil like 500 miles ago i know i'm not due for an oil change why are you telling me i'm due for an oil change i think it's just programmed in for certain miles on the odometer or something yeah 
So yeah, they didn't um, reset it. Then you get they got to have them reset it when you do that. Okay, maybe they didn't do that. But yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> Oh, I did see. That reminds me. Of, Excuse me. Yeah. I have to take a minute from this podcast. I'll explain how auto mechanics works to my brother. Yes, you got to reset the thing so that what it does come up is accurate with how many miles you're supposed to. I went in, I'll yeah. try to make this quick. I don't think I told you about this. This has been a month or so ago. I went in through the drive-thru oil change place. You know, I don't do it myself. I go in the quick change. I went one evening. Nobody does it themselves in Okay, good. All right. Then it, it, was, it was already dark, you know, early, early in the evening. And I saw a police car there. Mike was in line. And I, and I thought that was, is that police car? Surely police have their own place to change their oil surely policemen don't take a cruiser through a quick change and so i pulled up behind him guy employee came out and uh, said it's gonna be a while and i noticed there was a vehicle inside that was kind of sitting a little cockeyed inside but <laughs> that's not really good <laughs> if you're sitting cockeyed in the jiffy lube so, there's a problem they he, helped you in there straight and, uh, okay and he said we got a rather <laughs> irate i think he used the term irate customer in here and evidently what had happened they had uh they had lost one in the they call it in the pit and lost so one wheel, what, like a car, a car or a mean, wheel in the pit a, a wheel had gone down in the pit you know you drive over the open hole there yeah that's not and good a lady <laughs> was not happy evidently probably blaming them and so a little community um a public service announcement when you're going through a, one of those quick change oil places and the guy in front of you is given directions it is very important to pay attention to those directions oh yeah if he points one oh, way yeah. or, oh, yeah. or tell stop or whatever but and i say so my car wash you know you want to get your wheel in that track I mean, right you know, wash yeah, yeah. It, i mean that's the same thing i gotta go so i went oh, yeah. to they had another uh, quick change place just up the road and i went to that one and i told them about it they said yeah and evidently they lose more in the pit than they think. Like really? every month or so, they'll have one that they'll. Well, they do tow them out. They get a tow truck. And I pull think them? this one. I think they were waiting on a tow truck for this one particular one. So wow. I don't know. But anyway, I often wonder does that ever happen? Oh, it does. In the car wash, I think so too. Somebody ever go outside the track and in, in the pit? It's I guess it's a lot worse because you go down the hole and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think stakes are a little higher on that than they are in well, the car that's wash. True. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree with that. What else you got? All right. Well, here's the deal. Here's my. I have a feeling, thought, intuition, that sometimes people who get grace, in other words, they get it. They understand that Jesus paid the entire price for their salvation. God loves them unconditionally no matter what. They're secure in God. They're secure in Christ. Nothing can separate them from the love of God. They're in this deal forever. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and we've taught them you know, that they rest in Him. A lot of scriptures about that. You rest in God. You know, Every now and then... You get somebody who takes that and who muddies the water a little bit, and they tend to end up in life then being a little bit lazy. Mm -hmm. I believe you have to make a very clear distinction between the work you do in this world to survive and be productive and the work that you do not have to do to get God's favor, to get God's approval, to gain salvation. Okay? Okay. Now, Having said that, let me read you a couple of the scriptures that we, you, know, you don't really hear these put together about what the New Testament says about work. Now, this is not talking about, there again, works for salvation, not talking about stuff you're doing for God. It's talking about not being a bum, okay? okay. So in 1 Thessalonians 2.9, it says, Remember, brothers, our labor and toil we work day and night that we might not be a burden to any of you. So that's okay. just from a practical Yeah, from a practical, practical standpoint. Okay, but let me go on. Okay. In Ephesians 4, it says that you should do honest work with your hands that you have something to share with those in need. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's two. Number so three. Does typing in a computer count for work with hands? Yes, I okay. believe that. Okay. You work. Okay. 
I mean, you don't work a lot, but you were, yeah. He said, but no, I'm kidding. All right, First Thessalonians chapter 4, it says, And to work with our hands as we instructed you, so that we may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent upon no one. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's another. All right, here, I'm give you another one. It says, You keep away from brothers who are walking in idleness. Mm-hmm. Right? It says, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it, but with toil and labor we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Uh, this is all in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3. Is if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. We've heard that scripture yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> heard um, that, yeah. And then it says that we should work quietly and to earn their own living. I mean, that's four clear places, four scripture, blocks of scripture that talk about the fact that believers, even though we rest in Christ, we rest in God and what he's done, you're not supposed to be a bum. You're supposed to get there and be productive. Now, I realize in some situations, if there's a physical limitation, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're retired and you're just elderly, I mean, I know, understand there are exceptions to this, but by and large, if you're healthy and you're capable, do not hide behind some spirituality thing. Where I know people who've said, well, you know, God will take care of me. No, mm-hmm. he won't. If yeah. you're not, if you're a bum and you're lazy and you're not, he will not, no, you're meant to be productive. You're meant to work, toil, whatever you call your labor. And this is here. He says several times, day and night. In other words, this is, not, this is like fairly intense. But I think, so anyway, now that gives, brings me to this scripture. Now, let's read kind of this and again. I think this has to do with um, our relationship with God, but also a little bit to do with just our walk through this life. So this is Matthew chapter 11. You know the scripture well. But, says, but Jesus declared, and he said, I thank you, Father, Lord in heaven, that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding, but revealed them to children. I think that's kind of amazing mm-hmm. that Jesus is saying, God, you've revealed this stuff. It's not like we're smart to figure this right. out. You revealed this stuff. A lot of times to people who are... Matthew 16, flesh and blood did not reveal his yeah. brother, Father, which is in heaven. Yeah. God reveals it. And Jesus goes on to say in the next verse, you know, that nobody knows the Father except the Son. Nobody, except, um, except, nobody knows the Father except the Son. Nobody knows the Son except for the Father. And it says, and to anyone the Son chooses to reveal him. Okay, mm-hmm. so another scripture where basically says that um, um, this is something that God reveals. And it's at, in that context, verse 28, where Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. <clears throat> no, I would say that's probably has a lot to do with the law and legalism. Right. You're trying to yeah. earn your way. But notice he says, first of all, he does say, come to me. In other words, I don't think the scripture is saying that it is universal for everybody. Mm. that you do come to Jesus, okay? And I will give you rest, okay? Now, here's the, I'm going to have to take a shot of my It's interesting, you know, give you rest. So it's not rest, it's something that you earn. You know, I've done enough, now I can rest, you know, spiritually. But it is something that he gives us. Right. Like in Hebrews, it says you enter into it. Yeah. He says, take my yoke. Now, here's where it gets interesting. There's a yoke. (coughs) And learn from me. Jesus says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to ridicule you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hammer you with your mistakes. Because I'm gentle about this. But learn. You can, I think, I like the fact to say learning process. Okay. I kind of forgot about that phrase, learn of me. I mean, you're very familiar with the <laughs> phrase, you know, yoke is easy, burden is not, but come to me, but. So it's beyond the right. coming, then there's learning with that way. And you will find rest for your what? Soul. Soul, not your body. Yeah. 
body may still be working. You may still be the manager of the warehouse working hard. So what's that mean? Rest for your soul then. So if it then doesn't mean the body, so what? Spiritually, how, how I believe so, I mean, spiritually, you're not it's having to angst. work. There's not a, there's not a, there's not an angst or a fretting about. Uh, no. Yeah. Rest for your soul. Your soul doesn't have to work or earn or achieve to get God to like you, to approve mm-hmm. of you, to take you to heaven or whatever. Okay, and then he says, "Take my yoke. My yoke is easy." Uh, you're, well, I want to hear you say that again. Our easy. Yoke. <laughs> my burden is light. Okay, so the idea of the picture of the yoke is two things are side by side. Mm-hmm. We're going through life together. There's rest for our souls, but you still go through life. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so. We've said before that it's not doing stuff for God. It's doing stuff with God. Well, the yoke is something that illustrates that. Yeah. We're going through stuff with God. We're doing things with God. We're joined with him. So it's not like you never do anything even productive for the kingdom of God or whatever. It's like, but you don't do stuff because, boy, if I do this, God will be impressed with me and I'll have, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make an impact for the kingdom because I need this for, you know, to feel good about me or or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. we're doing things with God. So if there's something that God has clearly given you to walk in, he does say he's, has he's has good works for you to walk in? Yeah, that is interesting. We walk in the good. We works. walk in them, yeah. right? So. And so, but nothing, not because we're achieving anything with them. That would be what Hebrews calls a dead work. Yeah, but we're still yoked to the Lord. It's very easy. It's very like if it's hard to do, if it's, it's probably not something you ought to be doing. You know? Yeah, there really is a. I mean, a, a, if the Christian life, and I you know, hesitate to use that term. I like to use talk about life in Christ, but. the the Christian life, if the Christian life seems hard to you, then I think you're missing something. Oh, you are missing you know, something. That that it's not again. The good news is better than we realize. And if it's that frustrating, then you know that's that's kind of back to the other thing in the car panel. You know that that that's the warning light going off. If if it seems hard and frustrating, then that's the warning light saying that something does need attended to. Yeah. And it's not, and it's just a matter of seeing who we already are and, and who Christ already is. How I yoke together that, you know, it makes me think about the phrase, you know, that's another reason it the following doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, if you got a two oxen that are yoked Great together, tied, yes. tied together, Great is that point. one oxen following the other? I don't think so. <laughs> They're kind of where one goes, the other goes. And, uh, so that would be a dysfunctional went. yoke of oxen if one's trying to follow the other while they're yoked together. <laughs> like a three-legged race or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. yeah, three-legged race. Okay, who's going to lead? Who's going to follow? Well, you know. <laughs> All right. All right, can I totally change the gears on something else? Okay. And I know this is not going to be one of our more spiritual podcasts possibly, but. We'll mix it up. Some are, some aren't. Some are, some aren't. Um, but I'll tell you one of the things I enjoy doing, and I, I think I mentioned this on Facebook a few days ago or a week or so ago, but I love – in, in, you know, I believe, okay, let me back up and say it this way. I think we need to enjoy life. I think believers ought to have fun in life. I believe we need to not, you know, a lot of us are just, too many believers are just curmudgeons, you know. We're just I think real, Jesus was a fun person well, to be around. It, you know, it says point blank in the first chapter of Hebrews, he had the oil of gladness more than his companions. So he apparently came across as happier than the people around mm-hmm. him. Which you never see that displayed in the movies, or there's one picture where they had called the Happy Jesus, where Jesus is smiling. But every other picture of Jesus looks very, just very serious, not mean necessarily, but just very intense. Yeah, I mean, if you ask the average person on the street to give you characteristics of God or Jesus, but particularly God, yeah, I mean, you go a long way before someone would get yeah. down to 
to joy or happiness, but yeah. yet in you know, Psalm 16, in his presence is yeah. fullness of joy. And I know and I know ministers who get criticized because they're too happy. And I think, how, well, how dumb is that? You know, if you want to criticize <laughs> something they've said or taught, I get that. But they're too happy. I mean, what is up with that? Well, anyway, here's just some things I like to do. And if for whatever, do this what you want. But I have done this for years. When I go through a toll booth, I pay the toll. I always say, I heard you get a snack box with this. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing to see. You know, one of the th- things I enjoy doing is what, you know, people are in kind of automatic mode through most of their life. You know, they do their jobs. They know what to do. They don't yeah. really think. Their subconscious kind of yeah. takes over. They're just kind of doing things. So anytime you can throw them off just a little bit, it's like you're, you're throwing a wrench into the gear mm-hmm. work just to make them stop a little bit and deal with what you just said or thought. And they hopefully they get a chuckle out of it. And that doesn't always work. <laughs> Maybe half the times it works. But it's it's fun for me to watch it happen. So I was like, I heard you get a free snack box. That. And so look at me. And someone will go, <laughs> and then someone will say something like, um, oh, no, that's at the next toll booth. You know, but we get a little chuckle. I mean, I, I think this poor guy does cannot possibly yeah. really enjoy his job. Or maybe he does, but I I don't think I would enjoy it, so I'm assuming he didn't. But, but this uh, last oh, several months ago, I was going through a toll booth and paid the money. I said, I "Heard you get a free snack box of this?" And he said, "What?" So you do this every time you go through every one? time. <laughs> you're, said, you're probably, they've probably talked about you in meetings. I oh, bet, I'm sure know, they have. In their national convention. Oh, here's they, the, here's oh, the snack box guy again. coming through. Yeah. So I said, "There's your snack box." This. She said, "What?" And I read that moment. I knew this is not going to go well. But I doubled down. I said, "I heard you get a free snack box with this." She went, and just turned away. It wouldn't even dignify me with that response. So people say, well, I guess that didn't go very well, but I begged to differ. I think later on in the afternoon, she thought about that and got a little chuckle out of that. So anyway, but, um, and then the other thing that used to happen all to me all the time was when I, I get gas, a lot of times it's, it's Speedway gas stations and they have their speedy rewards cards. Yep. And so I, it, for a long time, I was very faithful in my speedy rewards cards. You know, I give them and I was getting thousands of points. I think I got like 20,000 points and never got anything worthwhile for it. I mean, I would get a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee free slushy or, or a hot dog. I didn't even see the free slushy. probably missed that one, but I don't eat hot dogs. I may have gotten a penny or two off on gas. I don't remember that, though. But it just got to be kind of crazy. So I just threw away, threw away my speed reward card. Well, then I created a problem for myself because when I went through, they said, do you have your speed rewards card? And I said, no. And they said, well, would you like this? And they go through this whole thing. By <laughs> and, and I don't want to say to them, I didn't know what to say. Like, no, I'm not going to sign up your speed rewards card because you don't get anything for it. It's just an irritation to have that another card in my wallet. I don't care about your hot dogs and your coffee. So I thought, I can't say, I don't want to be rude about it. So I had to think of a way to kind of throw them off their game, get out of that conversation, but still have to carry around my speedy rewards card. So I get gas, and she says, honey, you got your speedy rewards card? I said, no, I lost it, and I was saving it for a jet ski, too. Now, when I say that, that throws your mind of thinking about the jet ski and not with the fact that I don't have my card anymore. <laughs> so that gets you off and, the hook. And so I guess you all the hook. So I said, no, and I was saving it for a jet ski, too. And they would say, sometimes they would look at me like, you never knew, sometimes – they didn't know. I try to say as seriously as I could say it. They didn't know whether I was joking or not. And usually they do. And they kind of laugh, ha you know. Or some, some, but the ones I live for are the ones that, honey, you can't get a jet ski with your speedy rollers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. But anyway, but they would never ask me then. Is sign up to get my speedy rewards card. So that kind of works. So anyway, so there's stuff like that. You know, I I think I. It would give you a couple more. I'm on a roll here. I got to give you the rest of these. Um, and then, 
you know, I, I like it when I go to like a, in a fast food or a store where you give them a $50 bill, they have that look, take that little pin and write over it to make sure it's authentic. You know, you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I, and I feel a little bit like, do I look like the kind of person that would give you a fake $50 bill? But anyway, <laughs> so they, they do that thing over. So then now my line is, I think it's good. We just printed it this morning. <laughs> and they, kind of, but there again, see, they just pause just for a second. They don't yeah. know what to say to you. And then I always say, "Yep, we were just do- we were just doing fives and tens, but we weren't getting anywhere with that." So, and then, but anyway, sometimes you get a little chuckle from them. Sometimes you don't. What in the world are we going to title this podcast? Oh, I don't know. We're, I know. I know this, <laughs> this is really going off the rails now, but just one more. And then one of the one of my most fun was at the dentist's office. They put on there. You fill out all these forms, and now you sit out in the foyer or the hallway to do this. You can't go inside. You know, you got right. To I was at the, the dentist yeah, today. I'll I, tell yeah. you about that here in a second. Okay, so I'm in the and they give me this form and all that, and it says, "What do you prefer to be called?" Oh, really? Huh. What do I prefer to be called? Well, you, the Roger, there's no nickname. It's like Bob and Robert. Yeah, there's no, yeah. Roger's just Roger. So I thought, what do I, well, I prefer to be called your majesty. So I said, your majesty, turn the forms in five minutes later, the nurse walks out and I always says, did you write down your majesty is what you prefer to be called? I said, well, yes, it says, what do I prefer? So, anyway, that turned out to be kind of funny. Anyway, what, so what happened to the dentist office? Yeah, I was at the dentist today. I mean, it, it, it all went fine. I had a checkup last month and so I went today and, and, and I'm back Monday too for the deep cleaning. You ever get the deep cleaning at the dentist? Yeah, I think I just did that too. They well, go- I went in there today and, uh, and, uh, you know, I told a lady that the dental hygienist said, well, I'm going to be back Monday too. And you know, we're recording this on a Friday and I said, we'll be back Monday too. And she's oh, really? It said, Oh, you're here for a deep cleaning. And I said, yeah. And, and she didn't realize I was here for a deep cleaning. And she says, well, did you, did you skip a cleaning? I said, well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> she said, how long it had it been since you've been? I said, Oh, like Nixon six <laughs> during the Nixon administration about six or seven years. So I said, well, okay, maybe I missed a couple in that six or seven years. So yeah, but, uh, that all went fine. Ended up having a good conversation, gave her a book, <clears throat> told her about the podcast and all that. So who knows? She may be listening right now, but well, there you go. Anyway, I, the other, the other week you talked about your phrases. I came, uh, I saw another one recently talking about dysfunctional, yeah, dysfunctional phrases. Christian phrases. Yeah. The, this is, um, evidently there's a Christian book going around called all in, and it's basically, you need to be all in. So that's, that, that's you know, churches, you that, those in, are campaigns so. that churches use all the time. It's yeah. our all in campaign. They have t-shirts, prints, I'm all in and hats. Stuff and things. Anyway, then heard a very song, common thing. heard a song. I don't know if it's probably a popular song these days. I forgot who was singing, you know, it's a Christian song, but the, 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 the key line at the end is a little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Mm-hmm. I need to be a little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Now there may be some people listening to us right now that are thinking, well, what in the world is wrong with that? Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. we want to be, more like Jesus, a little less like me. And, you know, what is wrong with that is it, 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 you know, there's so much Satan's, uh, you know, Satan's temptation is almost always to get us to see ourselves separate from Christ. Mm-hmm. And when we see what was done on the cross, we realize we are one with him. We have a new nature. We've been born again. We've been born of God. We have the same DNA. He is in us. We are in him. The old self that we need less of died at the cross. Yeah. You know, that was, and so to say that, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me means we're separated. He's yeah. there, I'm over here, and I'm still the dirty, rotten sinner, and I need to I need to be less like myself. Now, I like what Andrew Farley says. You know, basically, it's just a matter of learning who you are, then wake up and be yourself. Yes, you know? I'll tell you, so. I, I think that's one of the things uh, that I think I've learned from Andrew that maybe is valuable as anything I've learned from him. I've learned a lot of stuff from him. But um, the fact that with a new self – um, that you're joined with Jesus, you can be yourself. You don't have to think and worry about, okay, you know, what, 
you know, how do I act? How do I try to act like Jesus in this situation? Mm-hmm. You can, you, know, you can, you can understand, believe that you're yoked to Him. You're going through this together, and that you can be yourself. And you know, when you say be more like Jesus, too, you I mean what is that? It's like, what does that mean? It's like the thing that goes around Facebook. I think we've talked about it. Well, you know, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to upset religious people. I want to do this. And the last one was my favorite and take naps on boats. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just, it leaves you with a, which so much that we've taught in Christianity does. It leaves you with this sense of there's, you know, unanswered questions were ambiguous. You never can. You know, you never can spike the football and say, oh, okay, I've done it. I, today I was like Jesus. You know, it's like you just never know what to do. So anyway. And so, I mean, we can encourage you to, you know, don't think of being a little less like you. Know who you are. Christ is in you. You're a new creation. Be a little more like yourself. Act like who you are in Christ and who he is in you. It's good news. Amen. All right, Jeff, tell them about the book. You know, I always forget about that. I know. <laughs> like you catch me off guard every time. Breaking the Hex, Life with God After the Cross Killed Religion by the Fields Brothers. Available where, Jeff? Amazon. Okay. And that's about the Pull only Pull it out of you. Unless you happen to drive by my house sometime. We got some at the house. So. <laughs> Breaking the Hex, Life with God After the Cross Killed Religion. That phrase comes from Galatians 1, the message paraphrase where says, you crazy Galatians, has someone put a hex on you? The hex is mixing the old covenant and the new covenant. You just do not understand the, how good the good news is until you see that divide of we are no longer under the old covenant, we are under the new covenant. Grace did not just take over where law ended. Grace replaced law completely and has made us brand new from the inside out.